This episode is sponsored by Silknodes, your validator in the Cosmos ecosystem. Centralization in Cosmos is a huge issue. For example, do you know how many nodes it takes to hold an major network on Cosmos? For Cosmos Hub and Osmosis, it's only six nodes. For Juno Network, it's eight nodes, and for Stargate Zone, it's only 10 nodes. This is a major issue for blockchain to ever go mainstream. To solve this, we need you to delegate or redelegate to smaller validators. Silknodes is a great, relatively small validator that validates blocks on major networks like Cosmos, Juno, Osmosis, Epmos, and more. So go and delegate to Silknodes today and help blockchain become truly decentralized. Perfect. All right. Well, let's just uh, dive right in. Welcome to the club, everyone, where we talk all things Cosmos and everything around the Cosmos ecosystem. And today we got you, Brainjar, from uh, Picasso and Composable Finance. You guys are working on a lot of different things, which is super exciting, really, to extend the cosmos beyond our own little echo chamber, if you will. But uh, perhaps for the uninitiated and uh, the people who don't know, what is Picasso? Perhaps also what is Composable Finance and why do people need to pay attention here? Yeah, absolutely. So... um... What we're really trying to do with Picasso and Composable as a whole is really bring about this future of any money, any chain, anywhere. Really what this means is like, if you actually listen to the customer, which is the individual who wants to do things in crypto on different chains um, without having to have 10 different infrastructures, 10 different OPSEC uh, configurations um, and, you know, 10 different, you know, uh, dApps that they know about, like all these things present extreme, an extreme amount of user overhead. Um, and so the future re-envision is first laying the foundation such that chains can actually talk to each other uh, trustlessly without having, um, you know, any risk of a trusted bridge rugging. And because of that, and as a result of that, uh, being able to then have protocols talk to each other on different shards. Uh, and, and what this ends up looking like is a user can specify that they want to do xyz functionality and then this occurs on multiple different chains and the real beauty of this is this complexity of like knowing which protocols to use knowing which chains to use etc all sort of dissipates right so like an actual example of this would be i'm a i'm a kepler wallet holder i have all my assets on Osmosis, and I now want to take out a loan on UMI and also use, you know, the Pablo Dex on Picasso. Um, you can do all of those things one after the other, all while using the same Kepler wallet. That's the power of the tech that we're building. Mm. Awesome. And I think just to dive into more on the on the bridge side of things, and you mentioned already. IBC-enabled chains, Cosmos chains, where you can move assets very easily around between app chains and Yumi or 
whatever osmosis uh, whatever uh, uh, app chain you want to move assets to but you are going a step beyond that uh, i believe you call it the ibc powered kusama and dot bridge if i'm not mistaken or dot sama for for short perhaps you can tell us more about how that works because that's I think new to a lot of people, especially in the Cosmos ecosystem, to go beyond IPC. Yes. So we have IBC is a transport protocol. So it is possible for you to extend a transport protocol to other chains. Um, all that's required is you need to reuse or, I guess, implement the same features and components that make up this transport protocol on different chains. Okay, so when you take a look at IBC, what does that actually mean? That means uh, a relayer that in between two chains, that means two light clients, one running for chain B, one running for chain A on chain uh, A and chain B respectively. Uh, and then you need infrastructure to actually interpret messages from one chain to the next. Right. So what does this look mm -hmm. like then? So this means that we had to sit down and build a light client for Cosmos chains on our chain as a Polkadot pair chain. And we had to build a light client for Cosmos chains to implement that would be able to read Polkadot uh, parachains. So we had to build those two light clients. We had to build a brand new relayer called Hyperspace. We had to refactor IBC RS to understand IBC packets in the parachain context. Um, and we had to build a WASM module to actually wrap the light clients on the Cosmos side so that Cosmos chains could actually add it to their runtimes. So hmm. by doing all of this, now you can actually have token transfers, um, uh, packets with messages and any sort of, any, any of the composability that you would see within the IBC context is now extended to Kusama and Polkadot. Yeah. And the big benefit, if I'm not mistaken, is that you don't need to rely on bridges uh, to the same extent, at least, to uh, move assets uh, from Cosmos chains or IBC chains to, to Polkadot. Is that correctly understood? Or, yeah. I, or are there still, you, you mentioned like bridge, bridge uh, getting, getting rugged, for example. So you avoid that uh, risk essentially with this setup. Yeah, I mean, so IBC is a is a trust minimized protocol. So um, all these solutions that you see out there, like Layer Zero, like Axelar, like um, you know, pretty much any bridge, multi-chain, uh, wormhole. These are all trusted solutions. Like it's a couple of centralized third parties away from a multi hundred million dollar exploit. Um, IBC is different where there are no centralized third parties at all, right? The, the only trust assumption, or I guess the major trust assumption is that both chains are honest. So mm -hmm. 
if you have an honest majority of validators on both chains, uh, then you can trust that the information being broadcast from one chain to the next is valid. Uh, yeah. And if that, I think that's a fair assumption because if we don't have that in place, then we got bigger problems to sort out. Yeah. And this is also the reason why um, shared security is such a big deal in Polkadot mm. is, is because like for you to rug a Polkadot parachain, it would cost you like several billion dollars. Uh, so, yeah. So I think that that's also a major reason why we've built an IBC hub as a parachain, actually. Mm, yeah. And perhaps uh, just for anyone interested out there, uh, how was the process of uh, bidding on the parachain? That's very different, of course, from how you would set up an app chain in Cosmos. So just for people who, who are ignorant to that, uh, who hasn't looked into that too much, how, how was the process for you guys? I mean, it was a pain. It was a pain. Like every, I mean, everyone knows that it's a pain. It's also a pain because, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's a competitive process. It's just something that you have to pay attention to for a while, especially as a founder, mm -hmm. right? Like it's, but I mean, mm -hmm. I, I really don't think that this is any different than Cosmos projects, um, airdropping a substantial amount of supply to to uh you know stakers from other communities right right so right it's just like it's an uncomfortable uh annoyance but it's like pretty uh it serves the same purpose i would say yeah yeah that makes sense and i guess once you are a parachain and you won the auction then you sort of get the exposure uh, from all the other parachains that are already running on uh, Polkadot or Kusama. Uh, is that correctly understood? Just like an airdrop in the Cosmos where you get a lot of exposure, essentially. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll say the answer is yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it works very much the same way. Uh, so for anyone out there who doesn't know how parachains work, you can uh, read up on this. Uh, it's basically an auction, but... Uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, similar to an airdrop, as you say, uh, which I think is a quite interesting parallel, actually. But moving uh, back a little bit to uh, to Picasso, so um, you guys are working with uh, something called Centauri. Uh, maybe you can talk more about that and the advantages of using that, tapping into the Cosmos ecosystem compared to other bri bridges like uh, Axelar you you mentioned already. Yeah, I mean, so like when when you talk about IBC. Right. When you say like the IBC ecosystem, do you like I don't think anyone actually imagined that IBC would be anything more than Cosmos chains. Um, at least it wasn't really something that was possible for a long time. So uh, so we sort of had to come up with a different name for what cosmos to something else ibc would look like and so that's why we've called the i guess um, chain agnostic implementation of ibc um centauri because that's basically i mean yeah we've essentially extended the ibc specification and and turned it into this kind of like uh extension 
basically aged it like 20 years. Um, yeah, that's, that's the way we think about it. Awesome. So that means, if I'm not mistaken, you're basically able to adopt right now Polkadot or embed Polkadot built on top for IBC, but you can extend that to other ecosystems. I know you had a little announcement not too long ago, I think it was today or yesterday, with the Near protocol as well. Yeah, so we're working on extending IBC to Near, to Ethereum, to ZK Sync, to all the rollups, to data availability layers. Um, so yeah, we're like IBC maximalists, but also within the Dotsama perspective, we still use XCM, right? Like our mm -hmm. chain still uh, communicates to state mine and other parachains using IBC, uh, sorry, using XCM. Mm. Yeah, and maybe uh, just elaborate a bit on that uh, XCM. I think that's a new term for a lot of people, uh, especially in Cosmos. So maybe you can just speak more to what that is in the first place and why it's useful, uh, if not uh, crucial for you guys to use uh, uh, for Centauri. Yeah, so uh, XCM is basically the way that parachains talk to each other. So, so what Parity had discovered when they built the relay chain is by having a central hub where data is submitted for validation, you could actually um, also, um, you know, it's a similar situation sort of like, uh, are you familiar with like shared sequencers for rollups? So mm -hmm. if you have like shared sequencers for two rollups, because, because the sequencer is shared, then you now have like cross chain composability and the ability to perform atomic swaps and then a whole bunch of fun stuff there. So like mm -hmm. parachain land is kind of like very similar to what in like is envisioned by all the rollup maximalists. So it's like you have these like distinct execution layers that submit data to a central location and then it's actually settled and verified. <clears throat> so you can mm -hmm. sort of think yeah. as the relay of the relay chain as kind of being like a shared sequencer set for all these parachains. Because of that, you now have the ability to pass messages between these chains and have them be uh, settled in the same way. So that's what XCM mm -hmm. is, is basically like trustless communication between two chains within the Dotsama context. Nice. And by the way, you mentioned uh, just briefly, uh, but I wanted to comment on it, that uh, IBC is only going to stay within the Cosmos ecosystem. I think that's absolutely right. You need uh, Cosmos chains, uh, more Cosmos chains in order for IBC to grow. But the hope I think uh, that we see in Cosmos is that people like yourself, uh, organizations, projects like yourself, is going to take the technology of IBC and extend that, go beyond that, go to other ecosystems and build some kind of bridge like you guys have done with uh, Centauri. So uh, great job on that, by the way. We uh, we put a lot of faith in uh, people like yourself. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I mean, I have a similar vision, right? Like I would like for IBC to include Ethereum and everywhere else, basically. So mm. I think we're we're of this, you know, 
I'm glad that you have this opinion and like most of the community has this opinion because it took us about a year <laughs> to get everybody on the same page um, from a technical perspective. So, uh, so yeah. And I think that touches upon something that um, is uh, floating in the air always between Cosmos and, and Polkadot because they are very similar in many, many ways. Um, and what happens, unfortunately, with uh, in crypto, especially, I think, when projects are very similar or ecosystems are very similar, they start to fight each other. You guys seem to be almost like a, a fly between two nails uh, <laughs> with the setup that you have. How has your experience been with that? And, and how can we avoid finding each other and work together instead, do you think? Do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't really believe that maximalism is... Um, there's no real point to maximalism. I think like we're all early adopters of digital assets and until like you can go to Latin America and um, hand somebody a wallet and they can find financial freedom, not caring about what the underlying chains are that they're using mm -hmm. to to custody mm -hmm. their assets or to make money um, doesn't really matter like until that point. And so I think because if you work backwards from that big vision, you realize that there really is no place for maximalism, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that the most secure, most convenient cheapest, fastest, whatever, pick your poison. Let that chain be the one of choice for whatever preference that you have as a user, right? Whether you're sitting in the US, in Latin America, in Europe, Asia, whatever, right? Um, there's yeah. a use case for a lot of different chains, uh, so. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So to, just going back a bit to uh, both Picasso and, um, and Composable, you're launching a testnet uh, not too long now or in the in the near future, where people can start playing around and give you guys feedback. Is that correct? Yeah. So what we're doing now for to start onboarding. So for us to actually have this bridge. So when we say like bridge between Cosmos and Polkadot, it's kind of like a misnomer because it just makes it sound like we're going to only have like one one connection that's not the case like we need to have a connection with every single cosmos chain out there that supports ibc so hmm. what this means is it's probably going to be like 30 plus chains that we're connected to um yeah so because of that we've set up a testnet uh effort to basically invite projects to come and play around with our implementation, um, Osmosis, Duality, um, Babylon, and a few others are like the early adopters of this. And in the future, we hope, you know, every Cosmos chain uh, joins this testnet effort. Yeah, that's the vision, right? To have... Uh... Basically, anyone, any chain that is IPC enabled should be able to uh, adopt this, I presume. Exactly. Mm. 
And are you uh, how how are you guys uh, approaching that? Because right now, if I remember correctly, there's fifty four zones, fifty four app chains. There's a lot of people you need to talk to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so obviously, like we have our BD team is working tirelessly to onboard everybody. The other key piece is actually if Cosmos chains upgrade to the latest version of the SDK um, version 47, and if they upgrade to the latest version of IBC V7, hmm. then they'll actually have the components necessary to start communicating with our chains, with our, with hmm. our, uh, with our Picasso parachain. So actually hmm. like at some point, you know, after these things get merged and after people start performing these upgrades, like it, it hopefully won't be so much of a lift. Let's take a quick break here from today's sponsor. Gelato is a luck-based gaming platform that offers lottery games for various assets accessible on Cosmos using IBC. The prizes and lottery tickets are paid in all kinds of native Cosmos coins, such as Atom, Osmo, Juno, Secret, Stars, and of course, Gelato's own token, GLTO. Shortly after launching their lottery game, Gelato plans to add more games of chance, such as blackjack and slots, ultimately building an online casino in the cosmos. For more information, visit gelato.io, that is gelato.io. Mm, I see. I mean, God have mercy on your BD team, because they are not only going to talk to 54 plus app chains in Cosmos, they're also going to talk to uh, Near Protocol, mm -hmm. the ecosystem, Ethereum, and all the other uh, ecosystems that you mentioned uh, during this space. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so uh, God, God bless them. They're busy, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um. We spoke, so right now your focus obviously is Cosmos and Polkadot. Um, we talked a little bit about how we start working together instead of fighting each other. Where do you think Cosmos and Polkadot is heading in 2023 and beyond? Uh, what sort of excites you with the two ecosystems these days? Yeah, I mean, I think for, I think we're going to see a lot of like really interesting app chains on the Cosmos side emerge. Um, duality, for instance, you know, for a long time, it's really just been osmosis um, has captured like a lot of like mainstream attention. Um, yeah, right. But there's also like Crescent and Convex and Agoric and all these new uh, app chain players from 2022, I think are going to become you know, Juno, or these guys are going to become more and more important throughout 2023. Um, I think, Definitely. I think for, for me, like what I would really want to see personally is, um, you know, Cosmos continues to become this app chain location. So, you know, DYDX is deploying their, uh, USDC is deploying there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if like GMX deploys there as an app chain. Um, so 
I think that what's going to happen is like we will have a bunch of infrastructure on our chain <clears throat> uh, for XCBM, which is basically a cross-chain virtual machine. So basically what this means is like I anticipate people writing applications and deploying it on our chain uh, to to tap into Cosmos chains and near protocols and uh, Ethereum protocols and, and other places. And because you span so many different ecosystems, like if these applications do become uh, high enough in terms of volume and traction, um, I would say that them deploying as their own parachains with this shared security does make sense. So I've always thought that Polkadot is going to emerge eventually as this place where people are building applications that's, that span multiple different ecosystems. Um, and Cosmos continues to build sort of like application specific things. Um, interesting. It's a very interesting take. And, um, you mentioned DYDX, which I think is a great example, actually, of um, the vision, at least, uh, coming to life in Cosmos, where massively successful dApps in uh, EVM-compatible dApps, basically, running on Ethereum or any layer 2, uh, would start you know, seeing some uh, upper bar for what they can achieve as a, as a dApp on, uh, on Ethereum, and then moving on to building their own app chain, exactly like DYDX. We have them actually on, by the way, tomorrow in a space for anyone who's interested to listen to what they have to say. But um, taking that example, DYDX, say they uh, they set up their app chain as they're working on right now. And um, yeah, so they start operating, they're IPC enabled uh, and, and having a shit ton of transactions, <laughs> which they have today, but now on uh, running on Cosmos. How, what would be the next step for them to, let's say, go beyond just Cosmos and IPC uh, to uh, Kusama, Polkadot, uh, Near, uh, and all that with you guys. Do they need to install something, uh, another package to to be able to extend beyond? Or how does that work, basically? Yeah, so they just need to install this this uh, Wazon client, and then basically we need to spin up a relayer called the hyperspace relayer um, to be able to broadcast packets between say DYDX and our chain. Again, things like DYDX, right? Because they're still in testnet, right? Or things like Celestia, because they're mm -hmm. still in testnet. Um, when these guys actually launch, they will launch with the latest versions of IBC um, and the latest versions of the Cosmos SDK. And because of that, they'll already support us out of the box. Um, mm. Maybe they just won't know it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's again where like our BD team comes into play to like actually educate them about like the steps to make this thing go live. But I think that's uh, it's, it's kind of groundbreaking for uh, for Cosmos. I mean, it's a huge value add if you can start with building an app chain like DYDX and then quickly afterwards really uh, work with you guys to extend beyond uh, IBC enabled chains. I mean, that that seems like a huge 
announcement that we should talk more about in Cosmos in general, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, I think people are just waiting to actually like see it, right? Like in practice. Um, mm. And then I think people will like appreciate it a bit more because obviously, mm. like, you know, we've talked about this for a long time and we're not the first, right? Like other people have talked about IBC to other places before. Um, right. But we'll be the first people to actually like make this dream a reality. Yeah. And just a quick question that I just thought about: Why did you guys choose Polkadot as the first, or Kusama as the first ecosystem to to tackle? Um, was there reasoning behind that? Or yeah, so there's a great that's a great question. So so first of all, when you look to build, like I described at the beginning of this conversation, like the requirements for IBC, right, like clients. And so when we set out to say, okay, which ecosystems can we connect, aka which ecosystems have like clients, really it's it's just the the chains that have deterministic finality and also the chains that kind of like were smart enough to build a like client um, or like laid the foundation to be able to build a like client from from day zero. Um, hmm. Near is is one such example. Um, you know, back in the day, Ilya tweeted a lot about IBC. No one was really paying attention, but you know, that's he built the near protocol so that uh, IBC would be something that was possible in the future. I don't know if he explicitly did that in mind, but he at least, you know, laid the foundation such that a light client was possible. Right. But then you have mm -hmm. cases like Solana where you don't have a light client. It's not possible to make a light client. Um, you have finality problems. So we, realize that like it's probably and also ETH2 is possible now to be able to do IBC but before that uh, it wasn't possible because of the finality differences right proof of work versus proof of stake so Polkadot seemed to be like a very uh, like great location not only to start with this IBC journey but also because like IBC really lacks a hub, right? Like mm. what is the hub for IBC? Well, the Cosmos hub was supposed to be the hub for IBC, but that never actually happened. So now you have all these mm. like fungibility problems, right? Like you bridge from chain A to chain B to chain C. If you want to bridge from chain C to chain A, it's not possible. If you have a hub, that fixes some of these issues, right? Because then you have, mm. you always jump back to the hub. So mm. when we were thinking about, okay, what is the biggest issue with IBC? It is again, this honest majority problem. Like, can your validator set be compromised? Uh, and as a standalone Cosmos chain, like it is a legitimate concern. Um, like, Again, that's why people care about ICS, right? Um, mm. Because now consumer zones don't have to worry about 51% attacks anymore. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And so for us, we said, okay, if we're going to build an IBC hub, we want the most amount of security possible uh, for that IBC hub. And Polkadot mm -hmm. has the best feature about Polkadot is this massive amount of shared security that's available. And so mm -hmm. it was a logical place for us to build this hub. Let's take mm -hmm. a quick break here from today's sponsor. Checked is a trusted data network that enables individuals and organizations to take back control of their data. Based on blockchain technology, Checked is built upon public permissionless network secured and governed by their own token, the Check token. Checks permissionless network provides the payment rails, customizable commercial models, and governance structures for trusted data, including and not limited to self-sovereign identity making it easier for individuals and organizations to trust each other. No more data silos to be leaked or hacked. No more data sold without consent. And no more relationships and transactions without trust. For more information, visit check.io. That is check.io. Hmm. Sweet. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, the hub that... That hub is generally referred to as, a, well, obviously Cosmos Hub, but also Osmosis, which is, I would say, the liquidity hub on uh, on Cosmos. But um, but yeah, point taken that uh, it is very distributed and diverse out there. Um, for anyone new coming to Cosmos, it's very confusing to a lot of people in the beginning. Um, so yeah, having that hub will be a, a big value add uh, for the entire ecosystem. Not just Cosmos, but other ecosystems as well, I'm sure. I think so, yeah. And that uh, brings me to uh, community questions. We have a lot of people asking questions on Twitter. Uh, maybe you had a chance to see some of them already. But a um, lot of uh, activity there. So uh, that just speaks to people being excited about what you guys are building, I think. And um, one of the questions that I, that I just popped into my eye here is uh, from USA Mike, who is asking, how or can we get to a point where users don't think in terms of Polkadot or Cosmos or Kusama or whatever, but just look at a clean UI, whatever interface they use, and then uh, conduct whatever transactions they need uh, without really jumping uh, through different hoops to, uh, to do the transactions or whatever they need to do. Uh, do you think, do you, is that really what you are building? Is that, yeah, I think that's a question, really. That that's where you want to head to. Yeah, I mean, so what you need is basically two key two key components. You need account abstraction, and you need a intention or preference engine, basically. So, so the biggest reason, the first reason why we lose so many people in crypto, is because of private keys. The, the one thing that Nier did that I think was like the single most bullish component of Nier back in the day um, when they were first launching was they their wallets are actually all smart contracts, um, which is like a really, really, really great feature of Nier that like people don't actually pay attention to, but that's like a huge benefit. Why? Because if you lose your private keys, there is a way to recover your funds socially. So hmm. I think that that is like having some sort of cross-chain 
account abstraction is really important. So being able to have a single UI where you have, you're able to connect, you know, multiple different wallets from different ecosystems. And then those funds are all stored on smart contracts so that it really doesn't matter which underlying wallet you're using. You know that your funds are stored um, securely and only you can withdraw them um, is I think the first major issue. And so actually like some, some alpha um, we are definitely, we love alpha. (laughs) We are definitely looking into like how best to, to architect something like what I'm describing from a, you know, really nice user experience perspective. We demoed something over the summer called XCVM app that showed people a glimpse of what that actually looks like. Um, So the user would show up, type in, you know, connect all their wallets. um, And then from there, be able to, to specify what they want to accomplish. At that point, you need to have a uh, preference engine to actually like, you know, route you to specific locations. Um, Flashbox. So kind of like a, like a wallet aggregator, but a smart contract that sorts that out basically. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and then at some point you then have to actually, uh, specify like what you want to do, right? I want to transfer, I want to stake, uh, at, on five different chains, like doesn't matter, just five someone needs to come in and actually like tell you what the best place is to do that. Right. And so that's where you have like people like flashbots talking about Suave, single unifying auction for value extraction, where basically Mm -hmm. like people are coming in and bidding on your order flow. Imagine like Lido is literally paying you to, uh, have, a portion of your staking flow flow to Lido, right? Like that's a whole new way of doing liquidity mining too, because like mm-hmm. that's like bribing people to actually use the specific <laughs> protocol. So I think with those right. two things, that's how you unlock full seamless like user experience. Sweet. It, um, Truly is amazing what's going on in the Cosmos ecosystem when you start looking around. I, w- I wasn't even aware of all this and I've been looking into you guys. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so many things going on. It's, it's quite exciting, to be honest. But speaking of other ecosystems, you mentioned Nier, you mentioned Polkadot and Kusama, of course. Bitcoin is the behemoth still and typically where we all started when uh, our crypto and blockchain journey. So a question from the community from Juju is uh, what are your thoughts on the possibility of native Bitcoin on Picasso or composable, if you will? How difficult is it? And given that it's not as compatible of a chain as Cosmos, oh, sorry, what the question is, given that it's not as compatible of a chain as Cosmos on here. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, there are people like Interlay in Dotsama and Nomic in Cosmos are trying to do like trustless IBC, um, sorry, trustless like 
um, IBTC and NBTC, I guess, like wrapped mm. Bitcoin derivatives. Um, yeah, like I don't think there's a way to do IBC between Bitcoin and some other chain. I wish that was possible, but um, I don't know, to be honest, like if that will ever be possible. Right. Yeah, so assuming that Nomic sorts out what they're working on and everything runs smoothly, uh, smooth sailing, then maybe there's a possibility, but you will have to rely on uh, on other chains or others' implementation in order to, to 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 get Bitcoin on your protocol as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone is like pretty. Everybody seems to be okay with WBTC. And WBTC is nothing more than a multi-sig, right? So, mm. so, yeah. Yeah. True. Then there's a question from Daredevil who asks, what applications or SDKs do you expect to see so that the connection flourishes and both ecosystems grow? And by both ecosystems, I believe he's referring to Dotsama and Cosmos. Yeah, so... Um... How we're going to do this is basically like for developers who want to tap into protocols on both sides, we're going to be building a Rust SDK to let people be able to deploy contracts on uh, both sides, like basically Polkadot and the respective Cosmos chains um, and be able to interoperate in this manner. So we'll have a Rust SDK. We'll also have a Cosmos SDK module that can interpret outbound messages from one chain to the next. Hmm. Yeah, okay, makes sense. And then we got a question. We got a multiple question from Marty, who's uh, asking first, of, first and foremost about the tokens. So he's referring to Pika, Chaos, and Pablo, or P. B-L-O. Um, can you explain each token, basically? Yeah, so uh, um, Pika is the token that is out currently that is used to secure our Kusama network. Um, chaos is a old term for what's known as X-Pika now, which is basically you stake Pika for X-Pika and you receive... Uh, you're able to stake that with a collator and earn rewards in that manner, along with like other revenue in the future. Um, and Pablo is the token for the DEX, the Pablo DEX. It's also currently right. live as well. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned chaos. I'm not familiar with that, but yeah, um, chaos. Yeah, he chaos mentioned that. is what we used to call XPika, but uh, it's now. Mm -hmm. It's oh. now just XP code. Fair enough. And then Marty goes on to ask, where does Picasso fit in the compo composable ecosystem? And how will Picasso work with composable parachain? Yeah, so everything is deployed on Picasso first, right? So um, everything that I've described today is like everything happens on Picasso. Um, hmm. So... 
Yeah, so that's the, like, understanding. Um, and in the future, like, I think there will be there will be the continued usage of um, Picasso as a routing hub. So actually, something I didn't mention before is we actually have um, a bridge between Kusama and Polkadot also over IBC. Um, and so we can distribute uh, distribution of IBC flow across both these chains. Hmm. Okay. Just a quick follow-up um, because I'm ignorant to this. How long have you guys been building? Because every time I ask you a question, I feel like there's something you guys have been working on <laughs> and even deployed. So uh, it sounds like you guys have been working on this uh, for quite some time. Yeah, so we've been around since May 2021. So, hmm. yeah, it's been a long time coming for all these things. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time in crypto, but not so much in, in normal world, I'll call it. Non-blockchain world. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Marty goes on to ask, what is Picasso crowd loan and parachain vault strategy? Uh. The crowd loan already happened a year ago, so, um, and the vault strategy has been deprecated. So those are those are just old things. Yeah, so no need to worry about that in the foreseeable future. It sounds like that's right. And then finally, are there any additional use cases facilitated by uh, XCM or XCVM? Yeah, so XCVM you'll be able to see things like stake Atom on ST Atom, uh, sorry, on Stride for ST Atom, bridge that to uh, Pablo LP that for ST Atom dot, take that LP token, stake it with, you know, a Quasar vault or something like that. This is what XCVM enables. Hmm. Fantastic. I think uh, that's more or less the questions that I will ask uh, from the community now. Uh, we've been, a lot of them are questions that we've asked before, uh, so uh, no need to repeat them. But uh, something that I think is worth doubling down on, or at least underlining, is right now you're integrating, uh, setting up a uh, bridge, let's call it that, between Cosmos and Dotsama. Near is coming up. And you also mentioned, or just name dropped really, uh, a bunch of other ecosystems, Ethereum and others. Can you just repeat that just for anyone who can't believe what they're hearing? Uh, because that's that's how I felt in the beginning. That, that sounds super awesome that you are approaching all these ecosystems. Yeah, ZK Sync, Ethereum, uh, data availability solutions like uh, Celestia and Polygon Avail and Eigenlayer. Um what else did I mention? Yeah, Arbitrum, Optimism, Starknet. Mm -hmm. These are all like priority. Yes. There's no specific order, but ETH2 is definitely the, yeah. the next big focus. Yeah, so all the uh, layer 2s on Ethereum, maybe Polygon also? Yeah, Polygon, BNB, like exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I sort of group these things nice. with the ETH2 just because the same infrastructure unlocks all of these things at once, basically. Layer two is a different beast. 
makes sense. And I guess once you talk to one of them, you might as well approach all of them because if one is interested, probably all the others are as well. Yeah. <laughs> and they should that's be. The, that's the hope, right? It's like no more bridge risk 2023. Yeah. That's the, that's the hope. Yeah. No more wormholes or Ronin bridge or the list just goes on. Really. Exactly. Awesome. Is there something you want to leave the community with today? You already spilled a little bit of alpha with the what I would call the wallet aggregator, which sounds absolutely amazing, to be quite honest. I would very much anticipate to try that out myself because I use way too many wallets already. Uh, any any other things you want you want to leave the community with? Yeah, just um, let me know if there are uh, Cosmos chains you think we should be talking to. If you have any Cosmos chains in mind, um, please shoot them over to me. Just DM me on Telegram. Um, and yeah, ship or die. Fantastic. And as, as mentioned already, the testnet is coming out so people can can start uh, testing things out and giving feedback, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, people should stay tuned for, for that, uh, I, I guess, as well. Exactly. Yep. Awesome. And just on a final note, um, I can uh, just disclose that I know you have COVID. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time. You've been very generous with your time today, uh, despite your <laughs> having COVID. I think that uh, speaks volumes to how you guys are just working through this and powering through this. So uh, keep up the good work. You guys are doing fantastic. And uh, we thank you for of that. Of course. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you, man. Thanks, man. Take, Take care. care. See you.